Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming through with a little bit of week 10 action. But we have to start this show off on a somber note. One of the 80 greatest Redskins has passed away. And that is one uh sam huff former play-by-play man color analyst booth man with sonny jurgensen and uh frank herzog and later on larry michael um it was always a joy to listen to sam and sonny and frank uh commentate games and now that 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 voice is silent now, you know, from 79 to 2004 with uh uh Frank Herzog in 2005 to 2012 when he retired. So, he commentated Super Bowls, four Super Bowls in that stretch. And Sam Huff, one of the greatest middle linebackers of all time that does not get his uh think about this this is how integral sam huff was to the nfl when he was drafted by the giants in 56 it wasn't you know up to par he was ready to give up his career yeah that's him went to the airport and um assistant coach the assistant offensive coach by the name of uh vince lombardi i i i I wonder if you can hear. I'm sorry. Um, I it said I was mocking. DJ said I was mocking. I wonder if you could remember that guy. That's somebody. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He stopped him. Talked him back into coming to camp. And then he came back to camp. A defensive assistant by the name of Tom Landry. I mean, I've, I've heard of that guy before. You know, great guy. He implemented a, a, a new defense that not only, uh, shoot, I'm not, he implemented a new defense that revolutionized not only the team, but the NFL, and that defense is the 4-3. So the 4-3 defense was created for Sam Huff, and now it's a staple in the NFL. Rest in peace to Sam Huff. Let me get this mic issue under control, but I'm gonna bring in the boss, BJ. Hey, good morning to everybody. Good morning, brother. This is the mic straight. Um, the last five seconds, you were good, bro. I don't know what's going on. You probably just had a bad angle or something because you you just were good, but uh, yeah, Sam Huff, man. When you when you talk about legendary, like you know, what I'm saying instrumental to the league, you know, and and this is why on this show, why we get so upset and so riled up when you know people are calling people the goat, you know, that don't don't deserve it, you know, just as a player, you know, this guy was. This this was it. This was, you know, your prototype right here. 
Um, and then, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, Kevin said a lot. And basically, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to repeat what Kevin said, but it's very few broadcasts that you would rather listen to that version than what's on TV. Sam, Sonny, that's what you, you muted. If they were on the radio, you, you're listening to the radio, watching the TV. You know what I'm saying? To hear them call the games. There's, there's very few. Uh, uh, Buck and uh, Phil Chenier also. You know, and, and you know, you know, that's just our area, what, what, what I've heard. But rest in peace to Sam Huff. Legendary. Okay? Legendary. That's 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 untouchable. The hell with a goat. This is this is a legendary NFL, you know, player here. And you know, we enjoyed him. Uh condolences to his family, to the organization. And um, you know, pr- uh, you know, just want to send thanks out to every day everything he did for the league. So. Most definitely, most definitely, is that better? That's, that sounds that's a, a lot better. better. You know what what you what you was doing? You just you sound like like I don't know, like the mic went underwater for a second, but it didn't have that wobbly sound. It just sounded like you were muffled or something was in front of the mic. Yeah, I was sitting far back. I normally uh, don't sit far back in the chair, but I had sat back in the chair and tried to do, you know, trying to be cool and get my newbie and sumo. Oh so. But uh, yes. Rest in peace to Sam Huff, and condolences to his family. Uh, hopefully they they honor him today, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, his number seventy was taken out of circulation years ago because you know Washington didn't have a uh thing of retiring numbers, you know, until you know recently when they got into hot water over leaked emails and things like that. And so they say, hey, let's retire a number here. Hey, Chantel was good. And really and truly, Sam Huff should have been one of those ones. Funny jerks. I think I named I named Sam Huff when we were talking about players that should have been ahead of Sean Taylor, but not to take anything away from Sean Taylor. But it's a lot of players that should have been ahead. So this is this is crazy here. John Gruden is suing the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell because he feels that out of all of the emails, only his were leaked. And the NFL gave copies of his emails to the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times and all of that. And he feels that all of them should be released. All of the correspondence should be released. But only, you know, a lot of people say, well, the only reason why they released John Gruden, I said it when it first happened. I said, because he attacked Goodell. What he said about Demore Smith, they wasn't talking about firing. As soon as they said, they seen that he attacked uh, uh, Goodell, immediately. Immediately, let's go. You, you out of here. The question is, does he have a case? I'm sorry, brother. I had got a call, so... I miss everything you said. I know you were talking about John Gruden soon in the NFL, and I know you're asking, does he have a case? Yes. Does he have a case with this um thing, with this whole lawsuit? Because he wants all of them uh, 
uh, uh, released all six hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I think I think that that is fair. I think that if you really if you think about six hundred fifty thousand emails, and if you think about the scope of the NFL and the racial aspect, John Gruden, Bruce Allen, I forgot the New York executive. Um, these ain't the only names. These aren't the only people talking a certain way. This is a league-wide issue. It's a league-wide issue. This is this is deeper than you know what you're seeing on the surface. Why John Gruden, the darling of the NFL, was scapegoated? I don't know. I I, I wish I knew. I don't know who he pissed off. But usually, when you in that NFL circle, you don't you know you you get the you get the chill. Ladies and gentlemen, they've been talking this way since the, the NFL's conception. Come on, let's find it. I got to do something for Brian Jr. But they've been talking this. This is nothing new. We're just getting a, a glimpse of it. We're getting a peek at, you know, some of the language and stuff. So I think, you know, is John Gruden going to get his job back? Absolutely not. He said what he said. Um, if I'm, if I'm. Anybody, I'm not taking no apology for it because you know that's that's not. You just don't learn to start talking like that. That's 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 you know that's taught. You know that's that's adopted, and you know you're not gonna apologize and be like, oh, you know, I made a mistake. Is this just no? Stop it. But six hundred and fifty thousand emails. How far does the trail go? How many people are going to get clipped? I think that is fair enough what John Gruden is asking. Like, why out of 650,000 emails were my emails the only emails basically thrown into the, the thrown under the bus? So I, I really think that, and we said this before when the investigation hit, that it was way deeper than what you were seeing. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, look, we're talking about the NFL. We're talking about the best lawyers in the world. And they're going to find every way in their power to keep these emails in check if they can. But if they do leak out, you better expect that there's going to be some more executives, owners. We're going to lose a lot of people because I promise you, I bet my mortgage on it. That is way more people, just executives, owner, that talk just like John Gruden. Okay, so I think that will Gruden earn a spot back in NFL? Absolutely not. I don't think so. But does do we have a chance to see what else is in these emails? We might, because some stuff came out about Adam Scheffner. And he's been real quiet about it. He said nothing about it. So I think it's a lot more people mixed up in this than what the NFL would like you to know. So we'll see how this goes. This is going to be a long battle, KG. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <clears throat> My thing is, you you got to – does he have a case? Yeah. I think he does have a case because – it's so much that can come into play, but it's going to destroy a lot of people. 
So I'm just going to say, if he does win this case, it may drop the NFL to its knees, but it will break up that good old boy network. And you know what I'm talking about when I say the good old boy network. So, because a, a, a lot of people made jokes and said, hey, you know who else emails need to be released? Release Jerry Jones' emails. But Jerry Jones don't email. I'm guaranteeing, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that he don't email. He talk about people like the old-fashioned way behind their back. So, but we're going to keep an eye on that. See what we can say, what we can do, uh, how we can handle it. But for right now, let's move on to a couple marquee games in week 10. Um, starting from top to bottom, I'm not even going to go over Buffalo, New York Jets. Buffalo is 13-point favorites. Uh, Why not? As long as they don't struggle. Why not? Because I, 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 after that game last week, I don't have Buffalo doing it back-to-back. Because if they do it back-to-back, heads got to roll. I'm sorry. Head's got well, to let me, let me tell you something. And I said this. I went on a small rant last week about the Buffalo Bills. And they came out and they lost. And everything I said in that rant was, came true. And I'm going to say it again. I don't care what the line is. Buffalo's barely, probably barely going to win this game. Unless it just, just gets sloppy. And, 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 you know, even with turnovers, the Bills' offense isn't moving the ball. They're missing Tremaine Edmonds, Star Lula Taylor. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, if they win, I think it's going to be a 16-13. I, don't, I don't, just don't have faith in the Buffalo Bills' offense right now. Until they show me consistency. Uh, uh, making like look, it's ways you can mask your offensive line. Quick screens, keeping a keeping a tight end and keeping a back end. It's ways you can do it. So we had to see if Brian Dayball is going to make those adjustments because there were no adjustments made last week. They were just getting killed. If Buffalo does win this game, it ain't gonna be by thirteen points. They're struggling. And they have to prove to me, and I guess you don't have to prove to a lot of the delusional Buffalo fans that, hey, we're going to ride or die. Where I'm criticizing here. Your team, my team, they team. If you ain't playing up to par, you ain't playing up to par. Josh Allen still got pretty good numbers. He was terrible last week, but he was terrible because of the offensive line. Defense did their part. The defense did their part. So we have to see what Buffalo's going to come out. And, ladies and gentlemen, the Kansas City Chiefs are five and four. So don't count. Don't count these teams out. They look bad, but they're five and four, and they play the Raiders. I believe is that tonight. They play the Raiders tonight. Yeah, the Raiders yeah. tonight, eight twenty in Las they, Vegas. They could easily get back on track tonight. We got a lot of football to play. The Buffalo Bills offense isn't what it is right now. It hasn't been that way since the 
end of and going towards the end of last season into the playoffs. People start kind of, you know, f- you know, getting a feel for what they want to do, starting taking away what Josh Allen likes to do, rolling out and stuff. So now it's adjustment time. Now it's time to impose your will and say, that's good. You're going to do this, do it. All right, still stop this. This is when you become an elite offense or defense. When you know, when I know, you know what I'm doing, and I don't care. I'm still going to do it because guess what? I got confidence that my receivers are going to run um, better routes than your corners. And sometimes it's about, you know, little things. Instead of breaking off your route at 15, the receiver and the quarterback knows something. Without even saying something, you break the route off at, uh, at 11. Same route. Or you know this cornerback bites hard on this, and instead of doing a, a hook, you 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 fake a hook into a streak. Double, 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 g- give and go. You know, it's, it's so much. And if I'm seeing this as a fan, the goddamn offensive coordinator should be seeing it. Agreed. If I'm seeing that the right tackle – which is a revolving door. Williams for Buffalo is having a hard time. Why not send him some help? Why not shift the the shift it over to that side? Why not roll the pocket to that side and get help? Remember how they used to roll the pocket with Burnell here, Mark Burnell? Yeah. Yeah. Zone oh. zone blocking up front. Something gotta give, Kev. But the thing is, when you got a mobile quarterback. You should go zone blocking. That way, when he moves, the pocket moves. You did it with Elway because Denver ran zone blocking all day long. So I think that's the first team I seen it with. I'm not. Sure, I'm sure that's not the first team that did it, but I'm, that's the first team that I seen it with. That was, was Denver. That was, that was like the first team that um it, it, it was it was mainstream. A big deal was made about it because. You had running back got the running back getting a thousand yards, and you had people. All oh, these running backs ain't that good. It's just his own blocking. You know that I, I remember yeah. that. I remember yeah, because they they was producing thousand yard rushes with guys off the street sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you know, yep. the, and then the, the guys that they had, they didn't keep them for long. They kept them three to four years. Once that contract was up, now we're not signing you back. But they went elsewhere, and they couldn't run. They were only getting 700 yards, except for uh, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis had those, what, three seasons of 1,500 yards? Came here and ran for 14. 1,500 yards. What he had, like 2.9 yards to carry? I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> he, had to shoot, he had to shoot 50 shots to get that damn 1,000 yards. Well, shoot but, here, but see, Gibbs using different here in, in his defense. He wasn't a – scat back or he had to turn into a power back here because that's what that's what Gibbs always used and he came in and he he struggled at first but then he came in and he lit it up and he had a 1400 yard season and it was it was a beautiful thing to watch him run but I just wish he would have stayed healthy if he would have stayed healthy but we'll talk about that on another show um Moving down the list, okay, Dallas and Atlanta. Dallas an eight-point favorite. Dallas got that game. I, I, I'm, You know what? I'm not giving Dallas any more compliments because I did it last week and they let me down. So I'm not well, giving Dallas any compliments. 
last week in the NFL and starting this week, the Baltimore loss to Miami. It shows you week to week anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Teams lose focus. Teams tired. You know, whatever the case may be. Last week was a bad week in the NFL. Buffalo, Baltimore, well, Baltimore this week. I keep saying last week, but they off week this week ten, right? Yeah, they start off week ten. They weren't even on the board for a while. So I think you're going to see a lot of teams this week refocus. And it, it's some, you need that. You need that sometimes. And I just think it's, it's other teams in better position to get back on track and refocus like Dallas. Like that was a, a brain fart. But it's teams like Buffalo where, yes, it's a brain fart. Yes, you should have put more than points up against uh, Jacksonville, a bad Jacksonville team, but also there are problems. There are issues, you know, there are, are issues deeper than just a brain fart. I think Dallas, it was just a brain fart. We know what their offense could do. Offense my line might be banged up a little bit, but they're still probably top 10 unit in the league. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting week. It is, as usual, as usual. Uh, a rematch of the NFC wild card game. Tampa Bay comes here to Washington to play the football team. Tampa Bay's nine and a half point favorites over under 50 and a half. Uh, only way Washington's going to win this game is they have to take the blueprint that New Orleans Saints put up two weeks ago. Was I think it was two weeks ago. And they beat uh, uh, Tampa Bay without their starting quarterback. So that's the only way they have to. They they had a week, two weeks to look at the blueprint on how to beat Tampa Bay, and to go out there and do a ball control offense, no empty trips. I mean, if you getting down in the red zone, you got to come away with a touchdown. You getting down inside the forty, you need to come away with at least a field goal. So you got to put. I need them to put points on the board every possession, but then I need the defense to play this game like they mean it, like they supposed to. All right. Be the lights out defense that you're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of issues that's going to rear ahead this week. Like you say, you've had two weeks to prepare. So if you come out and look really bad this week, really sloppy, now we got other questions, other issues, other questions that have to be addressed. Because that's coaching, that's you know preparation that wasn't there. Two. They don't have the same personnel as New Orleans. So they're not going to be able to do – you have a kind of a blueprint, but you don't have a secondary. You know, um, so, you, you know, you they, they play a different style of defense. So are you going to be able to replicate it? Probably not. You're probably going to need – like you say, it, it cannot be no empty tri- trips this week. And we've seen a lot of that out of Washington the last three weeks. Empty trips, empty trips. Down, you know, past the 40, empty trips. Losing, you know, losing the yardage on the sack, taking out a field goal range, whatever the case is. But they have to find a way to 
I mean, like I want to say move the ball, but they move the ball. They have to find a way to move the ball once they get across midfield. Once you get across midfield, it seems like the offense stalls sometimes. And then you'll have a Heineke drive where he's laser sharp, bang, bang, bang in the end zone. And it's, that's the frustrating part because you, you're looking at that and you're like, it can be done. It can be done. And, and it's like, why, is it more, why isn't it more consistent? They call plays like this every drive. So, um, unfortunately, I got Tampa Bay points today. I just think it's going to turn into Heineke throwing it 45, 50 times, trying to catch up, keep up. And, you know, they don't have Gronkowski today, Tampa Bay, or uh, Antonio Brown. They still got Mike Evans and I believe Chris Godwin. So, yeah, that's, that's still enough. That's still way more than enough. You know what I mean? So that's that still gives you fits right there, you know, there on Brady. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, if coming out of the bye week with two weeks to prepare, if the football team can make this a game because they were really competitive in that wild card matchup. And, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, man, they were they were tick away from beating the Buccaneers and putting them out. But we'll see if, you know, they play up to their opponent today. It's a big game, not only for, you know, just, you know, just playing the defending champ, but this is Washington's season also. Because I got them going two and seven down the stretch. I know KG got them winning four or five, but we'll see. Most definitely. Most definitely. And speaking of Fitz, uh, it's come out that he will not be returning to the team. Uh he only, it was only on a one-year deal, but that hip supplication is a little bit more serious than what they thought. And uh, a lot of people are thinking that this may be the end of the road for Fist Magic. So, uh, so we, we'll keep an eye on that. He may be able to come back next year. But, I mean, one year, $10 million, it's a lot of money. But he get it, paid it all of it. Yeah, it definitely is. and. You know, if it is the end of the road for Fitzpatrick, he, you know, he's had a, a a really good, you know, you don't want to see it end like that. And I'm pretty sure if he heals up, that you probably see him on another team. Yeah, because you know, it, when you when you when you compare your quarter, it just like kind of pisses me off with Cam Newton. And when I talk about racial things in the NFL, and I'm gonna go on it a little bit. Usually we leave this alone, but how many times has a White NFL MVP been sitting in free agency and nobody want to touch. A QB. A QB that could hop on your team and make them instantly. <clears throat> you tell me how many times that's happened. How many times that's happened? A, a former MVP quarterback of light, light skin pigment sitting in free agency. When there are teams across this league, there are 20 teams that need quarterbacks. 20 teams. So, next, I'm rooting for Cam Newton. I just want to put that out there. Because he should have been called as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt. Agreed. To come here, still had Heineke back up, let Cam take over the season, but for whatever reason, and, you know, I know you made a good point yesterday. You know, any any coach that comes up to the team signs his former assistants and players and stuff. And, you know, these are the 
Carolina football team. This is what this is over here. But you're willing to sign his backup, Kyle Allen, but not the MVP. We could be looking at a like look, this they they might not have been, you know, what are they? What what's their record now? Two and six? Yeah. If Cam had Two been bought here, if if Cam had been bought here, you're talking maybe four and four. Which is perfect coming out of the bye week to make a run at the wild card spot. Maybe even four and five, because it was a couple games that this team lost, gave away. When when we're talking about drive stalling, it's a couple games they gave away. So, Cam gets signed with the the Panthers. Tim, I think it's one year, ten million for the rest of the season. And I'm rooting for him. I hope he comes. I hope they, when they go to the to Carolina next week, I hope they 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 knock the burger. I really do. And don't don't think for a second. Cam don't have that in the back of his head. Like, damn, I was sitting in free agency, and my former coach wouldn't even call me, wouldn't even consider me. Ron Rivera would have. Would have signed the oak tree first. Yeah, go ahead and cut that oak tree down. We're gonna put him in defensive tackle. Hmm. Well, we joined by the man of the hour, Delante. What's going on, brother? What's good, fellas? What's good, fellas? I'm, um, let me add to uh, what BJ just said as, as far as um, games that Washington could have won if they would have signed a cash. And I'm, I'm just going to uh, cut straight to it. The Denver game. We tried to gift wrap that game to Washington twice. Twice. We even, like, our last offensive possession was probably the worst game-ending uh, possession I've seen probably in all my years of watching football. If I think if Cam was the quarterback, no disrespect to Heineke, Cam would have uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, pushed that ball into the end zone. That game could have possibly went to overtime and Washington probably would have won. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think um, Washington definitely missed a major opportunity to sign Cam. They should have signed Cam probably probably <laughs> like two days after he was released from New England, you know, if, we, if we've if been real about it. But, you know, it's their loss. So, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's why you see their record is what it is. And, um, you know, the team they're playing against the, uh, today, it ain't going to get any better. So, you reap what you sow. You reap the, Denver game, the Denver game, the Green Bay game. Oh, uh, yeah, the Green Bay game. Yeah. The Green Bay game. That's what I'm saying. They could have been 4-4 four and four right now with Cam Newton because you get the you get a basic, a damn fullback when you get Cam Newton running the ball. Hey yeah, Cam Newton, yeah. what is Cam Newton? 260? I believe so. 65, 260. Let me double check yeah, he, that. And, and uh, he, he's not gonna take any punishment that he don't have to take, but if he has to, he's gonna lower his shoulder. Right. So that's two games, and and no disrespect to Taylor Heineke, because y'all know how I feel about Taylor Heineke. He's a rookie. I think he got and and, and everybody said it. I know he got heart guts, but I, I also think he has the talent. He just not just like your Josh Johnson's of the world, your um, 
Tyrod Taylors, you know, your Jason Campbells, you know, if you if you're, you know, team to team to team, coordinator, 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 and I know Kevin got a couple more names, you ain't getting a fair shot. You know, Washington got it going to all season, and, and me and Kevin keep saying it. Everybody's, oh man, Malik Willis, this, or oh, this person, that. What you gonna bring him here to ruin his career? What are you gonna bring him here for? Like you can't do the simple things now. You can't you can't adjust week to week. You can't adjust quarter to quarter. So what 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 coming here, what's gonna happen if you get a quarterback, quote unquote, that's a franchise guy? You're gonna fall into the Kirk Cousins where you don't wanna pay him? Like, really, come on, Washington fans, be realistic. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with them? You got other things you need to fix. There's a lot wrong. But, yeah, Cam, yeah, like Delonte said, Cam should have been called uh, right after, right at, like I said, after Fitzpatrick got hurt. Right when New England released him, because, you know, the expectations for this team was division. Fitzpatrick got hurt, and I keep saying this, the expectations never went down once Fitzpatrick got hurt. People expected Taylor Heineke to come in here and take this team to a division title when he still has a learning curve to hit and your defense is playing way below what you thought they was. So the expectations never went down. Now, if you bring Cam in here, get some offense going, you know what I'm saying? You can hide the defense a little bit because now you you probably put more points up. But I'm I'm gonna stop my cam rant. I just know I'm be sitting in front of TV next week with popcorn. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm 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 not even gonna add to it. I'm just gonna say we shall see. But Cam should have been signed here two years ago before he went to New England. But I'm just saying, um. Another, I think one of the best games going to be on TV today. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers back? Is he out yeah. of COVID protocol? Yeah, he's out of COVID protocol. They, I think they had, well, Friday, they had the 4 p.m. to activate him. I believe he is playing. Okay. So, you got Russell Wilson coming back. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Green Bay versus Seattle at 425. Green Bay is a three-point favorite. It's in Green Bay. You know, they give you three. When you're at home, uh, over-under is 49 and a half. That's going to be your exciting game of the day. Uh, Denver and Philadelphia. Denver's a one-point favorite in in Denver. Over-under is 44 and a half. Denver's going to smash Philadelphia because they're just a better team. Uh, Man, the hour, Delonte, what you got to say about your boys? Uh, Yeah, I I, I believe we will win. Um, I'm I'm afraid – I'm afraid to use the word smash, uh, <laughs> but, you know, because although we did, we smashed Dallas last week, um, and, you know, no shade to the, you know, the, the Cowboys fans that's out there listening, but Wrote my money, y'all, y'all got your ass smashed, handed to you. But um, I think we'll, we'll, I think we'll win. It'll, it'll be, um, it'll be a good game. I think Philly's going to come to play. It'll probably be one, of, but it'll be one of the games we'll win by a touchdown. I'm going to say uh, 24 to 17. I like twenty four to seventeen. I like that. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Uh, last but not least, Lady C's the Swamp Queen. 
New Orleans Saints, two and a half point dogs to Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Uh, Adrian Peterson might be looking for some revenge in New Orleans after he the way he was treated down there a couple years ago. <laughs> he might want some revenge. You might see 150 yards out of him, but I don't know. This might be another good game. Uh, New Orleans plays very well. Trevor Simeon plays very well. So uh, what do you fellas think about this game? I think I think New Orleans um, will take it. Uh, it's gonna be close, but I got New I got New Orleans winning. Um, I'm gonna throw probably like a twenty one to eighteen. My bad. I am. Uh, I'm looking through all the news and stuff. I'm you know definitely preoccupied. Um, nah, I, I I got the Titans. I got the Titans. I like the way the Saints are playing. Um, I think, you know, what better person to replace Derrick Henry than Adrian Peterson? And, you know, he's of course, he's not the AP from, you know, 10 years ago, but he still runs hard. He's still in shape, and they can still kind of run the type of offense they were running with Tannehill. Now, if I remember correct, I think Julio Jones is out for three weeks. Am I correct? I believe you are correct in your assumption. Yeah, I think I believe they are, but they're, they're, they're going to Tennessee. Tennessee is the team to beat in the AFC right now. It pains me to say that. Tennessee, offensively, defensively, special teams, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're disciplined. Their defense is super fast. Um, Ryan Tannehill is doing what his thing on that offense. I've said some choice words about Ryan Tannehill on this program, but – they work with him. They work. He works with them. They're getting it done. I don't think they're going to miss Julio Jones. I don't. He really hasn't done shit for them anyway. So, you know, you still got A.J. Brown, and you got a chance for one of those other receivers that's sitting back there to prove, you know, hey, I need some playing time and some catches. So that's always exciting to see that, you know, who, who's who's the next man up. But now I'm going to take the Titans, and I'm going to take the three points, and I'm going to take over over 43. Over 43. Okay. I got the Titans in that game, too. Uh, Lady C says, we playing the Tile Boy and Water Boys at this point. Everybody on IR. Yeah. And it's rough when you when you snake bit like that. And to use the words of BJ, when you got a mash unit, it, 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 it's tough like that. It, it is. But, it is. But you got you got one of the best. Co- and this is, this, is, this is what I love. You got one of the best coaches in the league. You got one of the best coaches in the league that knows how to use his personnel, that knows how to mask what the problem is. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of Mark Ingram today because Kamara's out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Mark Ingram today. So trust me, like when you're talking about top tier coaches preparing for the next week, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Bruce Arians, I think Kyle Shanahan's still there, even though. The 49ers struggling a little bit. I think that's more quarterback play. Uh, Sean McVay comes to mind. Uh, I don't really give the kid in Green Bay too much credit because he got Aaron Rodgers. Um, I hate to say it, Cliff Kingsbury. You know, we, we said what we said about Wilkes getting fired there and Kingsbury coming in, but he's doing a hell of a job. He got the offense going, defense is playing lights out. 
So, you know, when you got a coach like that, like you still you're still in the game. Like, look, look what Bill Belichick is doing in New England. If Buffalo stumbles again in, in, down this stretch, New England's going to take, you know, they still got to play Buffalo twice. New England has a chance to win the AFC East. Buffalo's supposed to be head over heels over that. But Bill Belichick got them boys playing down there. So never count Sean Payton out. Agreed wholeheartedly. So that's uh, that's a look at the slate of games today. Uh, please set your fantasy lineups because I just found out Chase Claypool is inactive and it's a lot of inactives and everything going on. So please check your fantasy lineups. I need some good games. But that's all the time we got for the day. We are the Sideline Junkies. This is the Sunday Rise. Enjoy your slate of games today. We will be back tomorrow with uh, DC Sports Rundown because we got to talk Wiz. We got to break down this game, everything. But we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.